Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. Did you have a good spring break? We didn't really you, have a spring you worked. Break. I <laughs> took some time off. Had a big Did time. You have a good lived spring break. the dream. I lived the dream, Haley. Good. It's just like spring breaks always are. Anyway. We've got a lot of stuff that we're going to cover today that's really fun. Always. It's always fun. It's always fun. I'm not even going to tell you what it is because you can just bank on the fact. It's riveting. It's hilarious. I mean, it's life-changing. You're going to learn a lot. And it's all coming up. But right now, before we get to the thing that I I want to start the show with, which is going to be spring cleaning, which again, sounds very much hilarious, riveting, (laughs) and life-changing. No, that's going to still be... The segments are never good. I'm so practical with my titles. (laughs) I could come up with really good titles, but the problem is when I look back in our notes to reference what did we talk about on this week so we don't duplicate all the time, when I used to have really smart titles, because Betsy used to make really fun and interesting titles, I had no idea what the segment was. Yeah. So I just label them exactly what it is. Spring cleaning <laughs> dash history. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about. Spring cleaning dash history. That's the title. And it's worth it. Before that, though, I want to talk about ha- uh, Harry's, um, Haley's, not Harry, <laughs> Haley's faux pas, your mess up, your great big screw up, My your company wide, oh. Repco-like company wide oh, mess up. I yeah. Haley does a lot of our graphic design. Yes. You know, I was happy to hand that off. So when when we do different events at RepcoLite or have a sale or a special, we've got to create all these signs and blah, right. blah, blah, like blah, blah. Counter signs and flyers People and all don't, that good stuff. Right. You don't care about that. Haley does a lot of that now. And we made some. She made some for a big contractor <laughs> sale that's going on. And one of the things she put on there was a little QR code. So you yes. can scan it. It will take you to a sign-up page. Right. If you're a contractor, you are got to do a quick newsflash for this. We're yeah, going to be true. having a great big pro show event and a lot of fun. If you're a painting contractor, you got to stop out at any RepcoLite and you find out how to get free tickets and you'll want to be a part of that. Absolutely. Anyway, Haley's got these signs with that QR code on it. And we got a call the other day from one of our stores saying, did you test these QR codes? (laughs) And I said, I don't know. I thought so. Haley sent them out. I always test them. And yeah, somehow, somehow there was one set of flyers that did not get tested. (laughs) And where does that particular QR code take people to? That QR code, Dan, went to my baby registry. (laughs) Yes, it was hilarious. Haley was talking about that. She's got this baby registry, trying, you know, all these things she needs yeah. for the new baby, yeah. and she's hoping to get certain things. Baby showers coming up. And, and then that day, I find out <laughs> from the stores that Haley has sent that to the entire company <laughs> and to all our customers and everything. Well, really, if they scanned it. I mean, I don't know if the flyers were out yet. Well, we but. can only hope. In my mind, my imagination, they were out there. And what did you notice? I actually was gifted a (laughs) rocking chair that everyone contributed to. They felt guilted into it. I, you know, I profited from that mistake. It was very funny, very funny. I feel very embarrassed that I didn't proof those flyers and that those went out to the entire company. But I'm so grateful to work with such kind, generous people. Wow. Yeah. Nice spin on that. Anyway, I thought that was great. I, you know, have chosen a long time ago not to make mistakes. <laughs> and so it's always fun to work with people who do because I get to see what that yeah, feels like for you. and kind of vicariously mm-hmm. live through what it feels like to make mistakes. Sure. 
anyway, let's talk about spring cleaning <laughs> dash history. Because there's all kinds of things we could have talked about with spring cleaning. Right. Like the best ways to clean you the know, toilet. X, Y, and Z. You know, all, oh, you name it. Right. And the toilet. We did find some best actually, ways to yeah, clean the toilet. We might actually make that a segment because some of them are so ridiculous. So absolutely insane. Yeah. But yes, we were thinking about that. We were thinking about lists. You know, what do you tackle in a room? Because I think right. that would be handy. Yeah. You know, start here, go here, make sure you get all these things and you've done a pretty good but job. But I feel like everyone does that. You know, like that's what's expected for a right. spring cleaning segment. So we like to do what's unexpected, like send the yes. baby registry to people who don't expect to, Keep you know, people on their have toes. to give you a gift. Anyway, let's look at the history. Where in the world does spring cleaning come from in the first place? Right. You know, it's not just the filthy people that lived in Victorian times. Which yeah, we... that was a dusty period. Well, dusty, mm-hmm. dirty, grimy. Sure. Few baths Sitting. were taken, you know, <laughs> lots of things like that. Everything was covered with filth and it had to be scrubbed clean once a year or burned to the ground and rebuilt. Or burned to the ground. But it's not just because of that that we do spring cleaning. All right. It actually goes back way farther. Way farther. We can go to biblical times. Yeah. So if we go back to the book of Exodus, the Israelites leave Egypt in a hurry. All right. The the plagues come and Moses leads them out, and there's no time for the bread to rise when they're getting ready to leave, the whole Passover thing. So they eat unleavened bread. Yeah. And actually during Passover, typically, which happens between March and mid-April, to commemorate this liberation of the Israelites from Egypt, the Torah, the the Jewish holy right. book, requires that no traces of leaven be left in the house. Okay. So before the start of Passover, there's typically a really big clean that takes right, place. Because they got to make sure there's no leaven left over. Get it all out of the house. So huh. spring cleaning. There you go. There's That's a very, biblical yeah. reference. Huh. Now let's travel to other parts of the world. And I'm not really sure how to pronounce this one, yeah. but Songkran? I think that's right. Yeah. Songkran. That's what it looks like. S-O-N-G-K-R-A-N. Yeah, Songkran. It's the new year. It's celebrated between April 13 and 15, usually in Thailand and other Southeast Asian countries. And that's actually the hottest part of the year. And basically, everyone celebrates by splashing water on each other. It's known as... The Water Splashing Festival. <laughs> oh, yeah. People travel from all over the place to be a part of this. I kind of love it. Whole streets are blocked off. Vendors are out there selling everything from food, of course. To like water guns. Water guns. And... <laughs> it's a huge, huge party. Yeah. And so I in really that regard, it's, it's a ton of fun. But, you know, conceptually, water is seen as a symbolic way of washing away the bad. Right. Everything that was hanging on to us from the past year. Purifying us. Yeah. Paving the way for a fresh start. And, of course, with this idea of cleaning or purifying and renewal, mm-hmm. with that going on out there, of course, it made its way into other parts of, our, of the lives of the people out there. And sure enough, during this time, tons of the locals used their time off from work <laughs> as an opportunity between water fights to, to really the house. Yeah, deep down clean their houses. So I like it. Song cram. I want to go. Yeah, the, uh, a New Year <laughs> festival. Let's go to another place, this time in Japan, Golden Week. Now, there's a Japanese practice of, and then I cannot even remotely pronounce the word. But it means big cleanup. Which... Yes, I really like. <laughs> we celebrate big cleanup all the time at yes. my house. <laughs> But anyway, this is a concept that dates back to 1603, if not before. And it's usually 
you know, the word that I can't pronounce, the big cleanup Mm -hmm. concept, is a December ritual where people will clean their homes to recognize the deities of the new year. But nowadays, you know, that was really old. Right. Nowadays, the practice continues during Golden Week. And that's a period of seven days from late April to early May. And again, that's where this big, deep cleaning, this big cleanup takes place. I like that they're giving themselves like a nice full week to just clean. I need a full month. A month. One year. Yeah. One year. We're going to have Probably. a year of cleaning. It's the big cleanup year it's at the, the Hanson big House. Year. <laughs> it's a year of despair for the well, Hanson like children. Normally, I like space it out over weekends, but it would be nice just to focus it, you know, for one week and just be done with it. Well, I think in yes, I think I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how practically we look at spring cleaning. Yeah. After we're done talking yeah, about the we'll history. Get to it. But now let's talk about, oh, I'm going to let you say this one, Haley. This one oh, is the Persian New Year. How do you pronounce it? Norwurz. Okay, that was terrible. N-O-W-R-U-Z. I don't know. Everybody at home can try to pronounce it. You should all sit around the oh, table and pronounce no it. Yeah, okay. Norwurz. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> however it's pronounced, it's the Persian New Year. It's celebrated on the first day of spring around March 20. 20. 200. I've got extra zero in my notes around March 200. That's a day I'm not sure of when that falls. Which calendar Seems is like that a part of? That would fall sometime in September. But anyway, it's celebrated around March 20. And in addition to eating special foods and wearing bright clothes and mm-hmm. doing all of that, many Iranians practice, oh my goodness, all these words. Another word. Kana Takani, which basically means shaking the house, which I love. Yes, that I idea. love that. But it basically is the idea that everything gets cleaned. All the dust is swept away and replaced with fresh flowers like hyacinth and tulips, which I really love. Like, yeah. I think that would really motivate me to clean. It's like a, if I get to go out and buy a bunch of flowers afterwards and fill my house, then maybe. Well, nobody's stopping you, Haley. Nobody is stopping you. I think you. I'm going to do this. Go for it. Anyway, it's a fresh start. Of yeah. course. It all happens in spring. And now we got to get to a little more current for us. 1838 to 1901, right in that period, Victorian type era. Or just before, like we mentioned, everybody was filthy. We were burning coal for heat, using oil or gas for lighting in the house. And with all of that going on, just all the soot, all the, well, you name it. Well, and there was so much fabric and all the the moldings and dark colors of the Victorian era. Like all those things just collected dust. All of that dirt and dust. When spring finally came about, they decided we can get windows open. That was always mom's thing. Is mom's thing. I keep referring to my parents in the past tense. That's terrible. (laughs) They listen as well. Oh, that's good. Mom and dad, you're here. We love you. We think about you all the time. Anyway, mom loves to get those windows open, right? Weather turns, that's the time for it. Totally. Victorian era, same thing. We can open up the windows, this horrible winter leaves. Let's get some fresh air in the house. And in fact, the pioneering English journalist Elizabeth Beaton... Like she's been beating the rugs and stuff to get the dirt out of them. Is that Elizabeth, how you remember? Yep. Yeah. Elizabeth Beaton seems to be the originator of the phrase spring cleaning. She had a particular little book, the Book of Household Management, that she wrote. And in there is a quote that says, Spring is the usual period set apart for house cleaning. And once Miss Beaton said it, you better obey or she's chasing you yeah. down. She's going to. Live up to her name on your hide. Anyway, that's the history of spring cleaning in a nutshell. Let's take a break and then talk about why in the world it's important. Yes. And maybe some ideas to make your spring cleaning as festive as possible. 
That's all just ahead. Stick around. We're back and we're talking about spring cleaning. The epic history of spring cleaning was covered in the last segment. Right. We went back to biblical times. I mean, it was pretty epic. We traveled the world, visited a bunch of different cultures. Definitely worth checking out if you missed it. Yeah. Check out the podcast. Pronounced version. a lot of stuff wrong. <laughs> probably offended a lot of people. But we did our best to cover yes. the information and just show that spring cleaning is something that's a worldwide thing and well, just traditions going back years and years and years. Not just like traditions, but like festivals. And it's not just about the cleaning. It's about the rebirth and, you know, what that brings to us mentally is right. so great. And that's what we want to dig into on this last little chunk that we're going to focus on spring cleaning mm-hmm. is why it's important. And yes, there's a lot of things we could say it's important because it'll help you maintain your home. Right. You know, all of those things. The house will look better. You'll be able to find the Tupperware lids when you <laughs> it's need It's a them. part of being an adult, right? It's just one of those chores that you have to do. <laughs> so there's that value. But let's go deeper. Yeah. Let, let's find a little deeper. And I think almost like psychological value is mm-hmm. really where it comes from. When you've got your space cleaned, yeah. you feel good about yourself and you feel good about your space. Yeah. And those are absolutely key to home ownership. Well, and it's not even just cleaning the things that are right in front of you sometimes, right? Like we know that we need to pick up the clutter in the living room and like those are the obvious places to clean. But recently I cleaned under my kitchen sink because I had a leak that was dripping under there and we had to fix that. So we might as well just do a deep clean under here, get all the cleaning supplies out, all the clutter that just gets thrown down there because I don't know where else to put it. Right. And afterwards, I couldn't believe how much lighter I felt about the entire kitchen I felt was cleaner, even though it's not even something that I can physically see when I walk into the kitchen. No, I completely get it. That's what spring cleaning does. You know, like you said, there's a lot of obvious things that we should pick up and we know those things and we do them or we put them off, but we eventually get to them, (laughs) right? Yes. Most of us get to them, but we're talking about the deeper things. That's what spring cleaning is all about. You did that under your sink. I did that above the sink. I had a, <laughs> a, a cupboard with teas and coffee and all of those things sure. in it. And over the year, the girls have bought more and more teas. You know, the coffee, all of that stuff just gets out of control. Yep. And I went through it yesterday. It took me about 15 minutes because it was driving me nuts. And in 15 minutes, I've got five boxes of, you know, just empty boxes that the teas came in or containers <laughs> yes. on the counter to throw away. And everything is back to organized. The doors are closed. Nobody sees it. Mm-hmm. But I feel so much better about that space because I know right. that that little thing that's lurking and we know all throughout our home, we've got all these little areas that are lurking. Yes. It's and just like this background noise that's constantly nagging you. Yes. That you're not even like physically picking up on or consciously picking up on, but subconsciously it's there. It's there. And when I got that little thing cleaned, yeah. that one little voice, that little background mm-hmm. noise thing, that little voice back there shut off. Yeah. And there's a noticeable reduction in the (laughs) noise because that noise builds up and becomes so much stress for me because I I just see all, you know, there's the things that I know I got to clean. Yeah. There's all these little things that are, you know, lurking and kind of whispering and it just starts to feel overwhelming. I don't know where to begin, blah, 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 blah. All of that is really negative and I don't feel good about the home. I don't feel good about myself. Yeah. I kind of beat myself up a little bit. Why am I not more, you know, pumped to do this stuff? That's where spring cleaning really can get you over that hump and make you feel good about, you know, get that weight off of you so you can actually enjoy 
what's Spring. coming, you know, yes. the rest of the year, <laughs> and also feel great about your space. I mean, we talk all the time on the show about the importance of finding the right paint colors or getting the perfect carpet or the right thing or fixing this and doing all this work to your home so it can last, right. but also the, so that you love your space. And that's what spring cleaning can do. And it's so inexpensive compared to some of the other things True. we talk about. Think about that. I'm saving you money. You're still going to feel great that. about it. I love I didn't even think about that part of it. Yeah, this is like pretty inexpensive as far as a project goes. <laughs> so really good, really valuable for us as people. Yes. How do you do it? Because really that's what it all boils down to. I don't think there's many people who recoil. They recoil at the idea of spring cleaning. Right. But not They're at the not concept like or the value of rejoicing it. Rejoicing when no. they are cleaning. Yeah. I, most people can see the value of it. You know, yeah. we have not, you know, tread new ground here. How do you actually do it? Because not a lot of us actually power through. I think your 20 minute idea, you know, something that we talked about a long time ago where you just set a timer for 20 minutes. That's all the time you get. Don't go over that time limit. Just give yourself 20 minutes where you're going to see how much you can get done, how much you can clean in that 20 minute time period, because it's a small enough chunk for you to wrap your brain around and we can all get through 20 minutes of just grunting through something. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, when you do that, I think this is probably one of the smartest things I have ever said. <laughs> you know, and I make a lot of jokes about how brilliant I am. Mm -hmm. But that's jokes. It's like a false front. I know <laughs> there's an emptiness behind my eyes. <laughs> But anyway, that is one thing that was absolutely brilliant yes. because not only can I gut through 20 minutes, mm -hmm. it becomes a game. Totally. How much can I do? <laughs> you know, if you are competitive, this yeah. is how you're going to clean your house and you're going to yes. love it because you are going to beat your previous records. You are going to want to accomplish more than you thought you mm -hmm. could. All of that. And it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. You know, you could set it yes. for whatever an hour. Whatever your limit is. Right. Whatever that is. Yeah. And you just take things in bites and exactly. you work your way through. Absolutely do that because it's it's so easy to come home and understand, okay, I've got 20 minutes before dinner's ready. What can I do? What could I do? Or if I wake up on a Saturday and I'm going to spend three hours working on this stuff by 11 o'clock mm -hmm, or, or four, whenever you wake up <laughs> and you know get this three hours done. But then you know that you're done. You know, the other – we talked about setting the timer. That's important. Yeah. The really key to making this work is obeying the timer. When the timer stops, you need to stop. Yep. If you don't do that and you keep powering through – then you're the next time you try to do this, you're going to know that yeah, you don't your brain, actually mean it. Your brain is on to the game here. Mm -hmm. It knows that you're going to push it too far and then yep. it doesn't want to play anymore. You're breaking your promise. So anyway, spring cleaning, really important. Get on it. Do the best you can. Yeah. You'll really enjoy the house, the space, and the spring once you've got it done. All right. It's time for a break. Detroit listeners, you're going to get a Repco Light Rewind, Grand Rapids, news and weather at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we're talking about the power of paint. That's all just ahead. Stick around. Well, Haley, I have noticed over the last few weeks that my beard, which was a very nice salt and pepper, mm. is now mostly salt. <laughs> have you noticed this shift? Um, I think it's pretty peppery still. Okay, I, I appreciate the sides that. Well, let's are not dig into it so much. Salty, but okay. The middle part has more pepper. There's parts of pepper in it, but man, I am looking so old and tired and worn down and beaten. 
So I'm not sure like exactly. Dave Letterman when he got a Santa Claus beard. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm starting to feel more like Santa Claus. So I don't know why I started You're with that. You're in good company, Dan. Okay. Remember well, I that. like to tell myself that. You're listening to the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, and I'm just wasting time on ridiculous topics that plague me daily. I stare in the mirror and wonder. Is this the day? All of our listeners this should the end? be paid because they are Listening? our therapists. Okay, exactly. <laughs> let's talk about something completely different than yes. what I started with, and let's talk about the power of paint. You showed up the other day as I was pondering how old I looked, <laughs> holding a handheld mirror to my face. It Haley walks so in <laughs> and starts talking about this blog post. Yeah. And why don't you run through that a little bit? Because I had a so... knee-jerk reaction that's very common. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is common. Uh, yeah, I saw. Well, there are a lot of DIY bloggers and Instagrammers that are doing a lot of projects that sometimes we cringe at a little bit. But we I saw one. Got to clarify. You and I, or paint experts in general, yes, can kind of cringe at because they're. What are you guys doing? You know, Why are you showing people boundaries. to do this? <laughs> right. We're afraid and, things are going to fail. Yeah, but. There was one in particular that I saw last week that just really got me thinking because this woman had posted a video of basically just a bunch of before and after pictures of her kitchen. Uh, It was kind of a classic 80s or like 90s kitchen. We can all picture that. Very outdated. Yeah, I live in it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let me just focus for a second. There it is. I see it again. Go to our kitchen right now and take a look to remember. (laughs) But. Yeah, she didn't have the budget to replace things like the cabinets or counters or floors, but she was unhappy in the space, so she decided she was just going to paint everything. Cabinets, counters, floors. Tile backsplash, everything. Every surface in that kitchen. Including the dishwasher face. Yes. She decided she was going to paint that stuff. Now, Haley comes in and says, she tells me all of that, and at that point... I'm almost like passing out right. from Right. Dan heard the fear. tile floors, he heard the countertop, <laughs> and he heard the backsplash and the, thought- The backsplash I could live with. Okay. Because I've talked about that sure. one. But when we started talking about the dishwasher surface and all the other things you said, yeah. I, I, I was afraid you were going to say, let's go on the air and let's just get people going. Let's unleash them in their space. They can yeah. paint everything. You don't like your toilet? Paint it. <laughs> you don't like your bathtub, your sink, whatever. Paint them all. There are limits, probably. Yes, right? there are. I, I wasn't sure where you were going. But where did you want to go with this? So the thing that really got me is that she knew that these things were not going to last forever. Like she addressed that right off the bat. Listen, this is my house and I needed something different. I'm so much happier in the space now is what she's saying. And I know that some of these things are not going to last forever. I know that I'm going to have to touch up the floors. I know that I'm going to have to touch up the countertops. I don't care. (laughs) I would rather feel happy in my space now than wait however many years it's going to take me to actually finance new countertops or new floors. And it really just kind of got me. Like that really is the power of paint is that you can paint so many of these services. Maybe you shouldn't paint all of them, but you can. And they can look completely different when you're done. And you can feel so much happier in your space afterwards. For at least a couple hours. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Okay. How long ago did she do it? Do you know? I don't think it had been that long. All right. 
Yeah. So, So, yes, there are a lot of things to consider. We absolutely do not want anybody to walk away from this radio thinking that we have recommended that you paint everything everything. in your home. Yeah. That's not your point, right? That's Because there are, as the lady said in the blog post, there are a lot of limitations that can happen. Yeah. You know, people want to paint, you know, garage floors. Mm -hmm. That's a surface that people want to paint all the time. And honestly... It's something that we try to walk away from as Repcolite a lot of the times because we're afraid because we know the reality of the situation. There we are a know. lot of things that can go wrong. You have to be very, very specific in your prep work and your product application and what products you're using and how you treat them afterwards for it to actually do what you want it to do. And quite honestly, even if you do all of those things, mm-hmm. everything exactly right, right, that floor takes such a beating, yeah. it's going to peel in places. You are right. going to have failure. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Period. I think there are surfaces that as paint experts, we understand as that's a temporarily painted surface versus, you know, we're used to painting things like walls, which can last you know, for 15 years and look really great still. We love those projects, right? right? Because we trust them. We don't trust the projects where we cannot control the future of that surface. And right. And and part of our, you know, I, I don't know that it's a mistake we make. I don't really want to go that far. But what we're doing is we're trying to steer you in what we feel is your best interest. Yeah. We don't think trying it's going to gonna protect be fun you from disappointment. to be Dealing with peeling paint and yeah. all of those things. But every now and then we do miss the point that you're in a situation where you understand all of that. Right. I understand like the lady in the blog post. Mm-hmm. This is not permanent. And I am going to be dealing with some failure and I will replace it with the right things down the road. Right. And I'm willing to touch up in the meantime. Yes. And sometimes we don't catch that part of the conversation and we maybe steer you away from something that you could have done. You know, backsplashes. I know that that's one... Uh, especially with the advent of sticks right. primer, which is yeah. a great bonding primer, sticks to everything, right. minimal prep work required. And that's a, a project that I feel really confident jumping into and recommending. You don't like that tile on your backsplash, paint it. prep it, hit it with sticks, paint it. It will last for definitely a few years. Right. You'll maybe have a little bit of peeling, but you can deal with that. Yeah. What about counters? That's something we definitely generally don't want to recommend painting. And yet, Haley... Right. You went and did it for I've this exact same done reason. This myself, yeah, I bought into the fact that this is a temporary fix. I do not have the budget to replace my counters, but I was so sick of looking at them. You know, I had painted the cabinets, I had painted the walls, and the space was feeling a lot better, but I was still just staring at the backsplash and the countertops, which were for mica, thinking man, I can't wait until those can be different because it's just dragging the entire space down still. And so I decided that I was going to prep those surfaces, prime them with sticks, and put a coat of Scuff-X paint over them, you know, in a light black because I wanted it to kind of have that soapstone look. And I'm honestly so glad that I did. It's been almost a year since I did that project. I have to touch up Every few months, I would say, like there are some little nicks and scratches. The primer is not coming up. Mm-hmm. It's just the black paint in certain spots that gets, you know, the cast iron pan is set on it for too long or something like that. And you treat it with Yeah, I gentleness. treat it gently. I'm not cutting things on the countertops. I use a cutting board. You know, I yeah. know that it's a painted surface. I did not think that was going to work very well at all. 
<laughs> I was not big on that project for you. Yeah. Do you remember? I no, mean, I know. I try not not have a lot of input on I was that afraid to even thing. tell you. <laughs> I certainly like, didn't want to talk about it on the radio. It's cringeworthy because I know it's going to fail, but it's just one of those things that ultimately makes me so much happier, even though it's not going to last forever. I really think that's the thing that you got to wrap your brain around because I remember that you were trying to get your cabinets painted mm-hmm. and, and get all of that figured out. Yep. And with the countertops as they were, yeah, you couldn't get where you wanted to go. You were right. struggling to nail anything down and it was driving you nuts. Yes. You knew the counters needed to be replaced. You didn't right. have the money to do it and you could not get your direction right. when you had the countertops the way they were. Yeah, I couldn't envision the rest of the space very well. So this job, this paint job, this paint project that we generally would recoil at the thought of mm-hmm. actually propelled you into a kitchen that now you've enjoyed for a year. Yeah. You know that it's still coming yeah. down the road where you're going to have to replace it. And in fact, painting the countertops, normally to remove countertops, they'll throw irons and stuff on the counters. Yeah, the Formica. To loosen, right. Yeah, the Formica, the laminate, because that's what you've got. Yeah. To loosen the glues and then it pops it off. Right. That's probably not going to be terribly fun with a, with multiple coats of paint on No. It. And my plan is to put like butcher block something like that down. You know, I, I'm not going to replace it with Formica. If you are, you know, if you're in that situation and you had laminate countertops and just wanted to replace the laminate eventually and then you painted it, I, like maybe that was a mistake because that's going to make your life way harder in the future. But for me, it's all got to come up anyways. I think there's just... You know, the reason I guess we're talking about it, I'm still struggling because I feel like <laughs> I don't want to be out on a limb that I'm sawing off the other end here. Right. Don't want to recommend everybody run out and paint everything in their home. But I also know that we see these things online. Mm-hmm. You know, we can. There's come, no hiding from it. Well, And that's the thing. You can come into the store. Yeah. And you tell people, you know, I saw this person online. They painted their tile floor. Mm-hmm. And we tell you it can't be done. Right. And it's very tough to make that jump as a homeowner. You know, somebody who doesn't work with paint all the time because right. you saw it done. Right. What are we? Are we lying to you? Do we just not want to help you? Do we Do not, not have good products? No. Maybe we're. Yeah. And so that's why we're talking about this. Yes. A lot of these things can be done. You can do them. What you don't get to see online necessarily are right. the results yeah. and how things play out. All those little chips and failures that happen as time goes on. And if you understand that, you understand that there is going to be failure in certain situations. Yeah. Pretty much in any situation, there's failure. Yeah. It just depends on how you know much traffic and, and where a, search, a, a particular surface gets right. as to how fast that failure is going to happen. Totally. You know? On walls, it can go years and years before you see a problem. Exactly. We're on not walking on trim, them. <laughs> we see it quicker. If you understand that that's coming and you yeah. can accept that fact, okay, that's one thing to understand. The next thing to understand is when we tell you that you're going to need special prep, you're going to mm-hmm. need special primers, or if we tell you, boy, even if you do all of that, this is a really iffy, iffy yeah, situation. Yeah, you're kind of tempting fate here. Understand that a lot of what you see online, you're only seeing one aspect, a very doctored aspect. Of. Yes. You're seeing one presentation. It can look great, mm-hmm. but you don't see the end results. We're not really making a recommendation either way. We're really here to just let you know, stop in with your ideas. Yeah. And we'll try to talk you through, get you on the best path, and then you can make the decisions from there where you want to go and if it's going to work for your situation. Exactly. We don't want to talk you out of projects. We just want to give you all the information. And that's really why you want to go and get your paint tools and your paint supplies and all of that from a place who really specializes in what they're doing 
because we can get you the right stuff and the right information. We've been doing it for years and right. years and, and years. And we can prepare you for some of those disappointments that you might see in the future rather than just sending you off thinking that everything is going to last forever. I have a completely new kitchen and it's going to stay that way for the next 15 years. And yet, right, completely. I shouldn't even say and yet. But when we say that, I think about so many situations. I mm-hmm. think about your kitchen. I think about things that I've painted that my first thought was maybe I shouldn't. Right. And yet I'm so glad I did because yeah. it got me through a time that, you know, I, I think about my tub. I didn't do the painting, sure. but I had this old porcelain tub reglazed. Okay. Yeah. And I was told by people I worked with, you're throwing money away. It's going to be peeling in a year. And it was. It was yeah. peeling in a year, you know, in small areas. But I had a year that the tub actually looked clean and looked great. And then I could deal with that peeling it was absolutely fine. I was right. glad I pushed through. Well, it's one of those mental health things like we talked about with the cleaning, right? Like there is a power in these projects that really does help us feel better about our spaces, which makes us feel better about ourselves. And so even if it's temporary and you've got to fix things down the road and reglaze it again just to get you through another year until you can afford to actually replace the tub, it might be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely keep that in mind. When we talk about failure, those things can be worked around, too, in a lot of situations. Yeah. In certain situations, we might warn you, it could be epic if it fails. Yes. It's going to be a case-by-case basis. Everybody be careful out there. Make good decisions. (laughs) Be careful, yeah. I'm nervous about this one. I hope we conveyed what we're really feeling here. Basically, bottom line, paint can do a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of products out there with a lot of great technology. Stop out. Talk about your project. Whatever you're dreaming about, we'll help you figure out if it's the right one. All right. Shall we take a break right now? When we come back, we're going to do something that's a surprise for Haley. And that's all coming up in just a... Well, it's not that great of a surprise. Don't get excited. It's not like I've got a gift. Yep. Okay. All right. Not looking forward to this. Okay. Yes. (laughs) That's the kind of surprise it is. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. Well, Haley, I ended last segment saying that I was going to surprise you. You yeah. seemed to think maybe it was a gift. You got excited. It could be cool, but it's not, not, going... not looking forward no, to it. No, I <laughs> wanted to make sure you understood. This is not a present. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And we only have about five minutes, maybe four and a half minutes-ish, before we've got to wrap it up. So we don't have a lot of time for anything really great. So I thought we would try something. It's not trying anything. I just want to check in. You are seriously pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And every time we go anywhere, I'm a little nervous that as we drive, I know we're far enough away, but yet there's still, we're in that zone where you could say, find a hospital somewhere. Because we've been going to Detroit and all of those things to see our new stores out there. Yeah. Just about almost eight months pregnant. So it's like... Um, Let's talk about that a little bit. Taken down. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that. You are due May nineteen. May nineteen. Yeah. And how is it going? How are you feeling? You're excited. I know you're excited. Jordan's I'm excited. excited. I'm also terrified. Yeah, that's I, I know a little bit of that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I mean, there's other it's people scary. in the same boat. Yeah. Right. I mean, first like, baby. The life change is you know obviously the biggest thing because change is hard for. Everything and every part of life for everyone. I think we all. I handle it like nothing, no problem at all. Yeah, but other people do Can't struggle with that change. For a second, <laughs> no, change is really hard, and I'm looking forward to the change. 
But it's also scary because there's so many things that I just don't know how to prepare for that I can't prepare for, right, until I'm in it. And that's the part that I think I have the hardest time dealing with because I really like to plan Mm -hmm. and prepare and do as much as possible so that when new things happen, I am ready and can, you know, deal with them with grace. (laughs) Here's how it works with kids. You can do all of that and then they will figure out what you plan for and do something else. Right. So yeah, yeah, there's There's whatever you plan for, it's wasting your time. Yeah. So terrified in that regard? Terrified of that. Terrified of the actual prospect of birthing a child, you know? Oh yeah. I know. Doesn't seem like fun. No. And that's not really the point of it, but... (laughs) That's a real thing though. The recovery is intimidating, you know? Like I've got to go home after pushing a baby out and then I've got to have a newborn that I've got a nurse while I'm also physically recovering you know yeah. it's intimidating no I know we were driving to Detroit uh, a couple days ago and we had some events out there contractor appreciation month was winding up yeah and we were heading to one of our stores and we were talking about that and it hit me I mean this is not new to me I've thought of it before but I don't keep my mind focused on it sure. I'm a guy yeah and I remember when I had my kids my big excitement was, wow, this is going to be fun. I'll have somebody to play games with in a few <laughs> yes. years. You know, that's how I was looking at it. And I was excited for the baby. Yeah. But I was not thinking about the process. And then I started thinking about, okay, what if I had a known surgery planned for totally. a week from now because or it's five weeks from now? Because basically what it is. Right. Something that was going to be painful, that yeah. wasn't going to be a pleasant experience. So you've got to how, recover from. How would I, Dan Hansen, handle that? <laughs> Nobody would want to be around me. <laughs> May God be with you all when that day comes that I've got to have some kind of surgery. If it's not an emergency surgery, you're all going to be miserable because I am going to be miserable. I am going to dwell on it and it's going to make me miserable. And you've been so good about it. Well, thank you. But yet it's got to be lingering there. Oh, yeah. It's there. Yeah. I have. There are certain things that are reminders, right? Like I just got all this stuff in the mail that I'm ordering to prepare. You know, there are. All these tools that I'll need one, you know, like breast pumps and things like that. But there's also things for like postnatal care, like for myself after <laughs> the baby yeah. is born. And I, it's a little scary opening those boxes thinking I'm going to have to use all of this. This is for me. <laughs> it's all scary. I, you know, we were talking in the tr- in the car ride as well that I remember when we actually they packed up the baby in the little car seat and I was so excited until they yeah. packed up the baby in the car seat. I thought, what are these people doing? <laughs> They're sending this baby with me out there. And you put the baby in the car and all of that. Scary stuff. I mean, it's big, life-changing yeah. stuff. You've heard it. We've all said it. Once it happens. It'll you, be you, fine. Yeah, it's just. It'll be fine. It's all sponged away. The yeah. medicine makes you forget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the baby is great. Anyway, That's why we, we keep having them. Wanted to check in with you, see how you were doing. You've been really fun to work with, even despite the fact. I appreciate that. Yeah. But your belly does bounce from time to time with the legs kicking I've and stuff. I've got, you know, less room in front of the mic here. Yeah, it <laughs> is funny. Over. Anyway, that's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. All of the RepcoLite stores are open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.